0: Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the McAvoy Super Value GE podcast on We Are Cavan. On today's show, we're going to be looking back over a busy weekend in the Hotel Kilmore Intermediate Football Championship. Um, We're also going to be looking back over the Horland Senior Championship in Cavan. And I suppose Paul Fitzpatrick, who joins me as always, maybe we'll start off with ladies. Ladies first. Very, very disappointing and very unexpected. Cavan are out of the Senior Championship or the All Ireland senior championship because Armagh beat Cork who fielded an extremely weak team um, changed their entire forward line from the from the forward line that started against Cavan it's a harsh way to go out of a competition isn't it?
1: It is and Cavan didn't expect that because even uh, listened to the interviews last week with James Daly and Don Inglis like they were referencing the quarter final mm. um, and I, it, that did strike me at the time that they weren't there yet but I suppose there's nothing they could do Um it's a tough one. It's a very, it's a very tough one to take, and that's the dangers of a group system, I suppose. Like, what more can you do? Only beat Armagh, which was, th- which was the the game that that was winnable for you. Like, I don't, like full strength Cork wasn't winnable probably for Kavan or Armagh but Cork weren't weren't full strength against against mm-hmm. Armagh, which left the whole table skewed. So it's an awful pity.
0: And it 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 meant that probably in Cork's mind, after Cavan beat Armagh, knowing that they were the the second and the third game. It meant that if they won the second game comfortably, got a big score up, that it was very, very unlikely they were going to be overturned in the third game. So they could hold players back. So it, it it's something in a three group system that makes it a huge advantage to not be the first game out.
1: Absolutely, yeah, com- completely. It's it's you know, the groups of three are kind of you know they probably should be looked at for that mm. reason because it is unfair. It's completely unfair if one team's already qualified. And, yeah. and they're able to feel a weakened team. It's yeah. totally unfair.
0: It is. It, it, it's harsh. It also means now that they go into a relegation playoff with um, Monaghan, Westmead, and the four team that should be in it is Donegal. But because Donegal are provincial champions in Ulster, they avoid the relegation playoff. So they either have two chances if they come out of the draw um, first or second if they come out toward, they only get one bite of the cherry, which again is a little bit unfair. You know, the provincial system allows it that you're, by winning your, your province, you can't quit the relegation. It's, it, it means now one team is only going to get one chance, whereas if Mayo had of, sorry, Mayo, well, whoever was saying not a provincial winner had to come out, they would have had two bites of cherry. Everybody would have had two bites
1: yeah, we we always say there's strange rules in the, in the GA, but the l g f a are very funny. Like, there was a rule in Cavan a couple of years ago where um, Lacken went out of the senior championship and it went on, on there were level on points and level on score difference so it went on points scored but it actually was points scored as in balls going over the bar goals didn't count. That's right. Like you know there's some strange rules there in the l g f a mm. and like that's a funny one there so all out of it um, who Kevin, who Cavan only lost in extra time and Calvin are in there against Monaghan, who are probably are probably strong. And then you have Westmead, who that's probably the game Calvin will be targeting. They'd like to get them forced, I imagine. Although
0: Monaghan are definitely, they, they took tight tankings against uh, Dublin last weekend, but Waterford hammered them the week before. So Monaghan are definitely in transition. A lot of youngsters. I know that against Waterford, they were missing all of their minors because they were taking part in an All-Ireland semi-final or final so it's a very young Monaghan team that you'd expect Cavan should have enough to get over the line on the the two of them but you just never know the other thing is that they so the date is set I think for the 10th which would have been the relegation semi-final is the 10th of August and then the sorry the 11th of August and then the 18th but as the Cavan players now stand they're they don't know if they're going to be out on the tent or not and the draw still hasn't been made. We're recording this on the Tuesday afternoon. The game was finished on Saturday. The girls knew at that stage they were going into the relegation playoff and the three teams haven't been put in a hat as yet or to the best of my knowledge. Again, the LGFA, you know, they've got to tighten up on these things. They've That's got to, poor, yeah.
1: Like it, for, yeah. For the impact it
0: has on club players as well. And the club players are going at the minute. They're in the middle of championship which, again, would you believe that they... The club championship in Cavan has to be finished by the first weekend in September because the Ulster Championship goes now. The All Ireland hasn't been played at that stage. at think they Eleven, but yet the provincial club championship is going to start while the All Ireland is still going. It it just looks like an absolute mess.
1: Yeah, that's that sounds even worse than the men's.
0: Yeah, it is. But to
1: be fair, like the, in in Cavan this year, things are running on track with the men, mm. and people know that's the debate we were having on the Die Hard podcast the last day, but. A lot of players going off on holidays, missing championship games, it's their own prerogative but they can't say that the, this whole thing about club players don't know when they can take holidays, it's not true in Cavan at the minute, no. the leagues are finished before the championship, we, the only thing they would have affected would be if the county team had gone on and they didn't so everything's running as, as scheduled from the start of the year.
0: Mm, yeah, without, without a doubt and even, even if the county team had gone on bar it was an All-Ireland semi-final, it only would have put everything back a week. So, like the county board, in in men's, have to take a huge amount of credit. The LGFA at national level, they're going to have to get their house in order because it, it it's a little bit unfair and a little bit re- unrealistic task. I think some girls are going to have played two championship games, um, in the build-up to, uh a relegation playoff, maybe in the two weeks before or, or a little over it, they play midweek games to avoid having to play the weekend before um a relegation playoff. So it's it, it's not right that the club championship is rushed into that area but um look we wish the guys the best of luck and, and commiserate with them because that's a it's a harsh way to go out of the competition. Um Gonna just briefly look back over um we've been asked to and should have really probably been um looking at this a wee bit closer, but the Horland the Championship, the senior Horland Championship, we've got four teams um who have played three games at this stage or there's there's the group stage is, is I think it's over. Again, maybe a little bit of a lack of information or, or I didn't get looking into it properly, but Pierce Oaks um Mullahorn, Coot Hill and East Cavan Gales are the four teams that make up the championship and they've played three games with one exception where Coot Hill have only played two because they conceded to Mullahorn St. Joseph's but um, it looks like Pearce Oaks and, and Mullahorn are the, the teams that are going to be the, the top two and, and more than likely make the final um, now there will be a semi-final and as the table stands Pierce Oaks are going to be playing East Cavan Gales and Mullahorn play Coot Hill in that semi-final so Pierce Óg that's two years in a row they seem to have taken the mantle from Coot Hill. Yeah it's, it could,
1: uh, Horland and Coot Hill at at a level doesn't seem to be going as strongly as it was like they were senior champions a couple of years ago and then lost the final to Muller in a replay as far as I remember uh, mm. so it's a pity to see them going back because if you're looking to make progress you need to probably the first thing you want to do is hold on to what you have and build from there Like so they're making progress with, with Pierce Óg but in a way you've lost Coot Hill. they're conceding championship games which is a pity but that's the way it goes. It's always going to be an uphill battle for Hurling and Cavan, no different than other um, sports like handball as well.
0: Yeah, East Cavan Gales are are kind of the young guns in it. They're while Pierce Oaks are are a, a newer club, they seem to have a lot more experience on the team. Um, but East Cavan Gales very much working from an underage structure to bring up into senior level. So great to see that they're they're fulfilling all fixtures and, and competitive in them. Like could Hill beat them by one point. Um, Mullerhorn Saint Josephs beat them, I think, by four or five points, maybe, yeah, five points in it. And then their last game against Pierce Oaks, it was only a two point win for Pierce Oaks So they're they're very competitive. Great to see lots of hurling going on there. And we we will bring the semi final fixtures as soon as they're up on the the Cavan GEA website. But as of yet, I don't see any um, fixtures up there. So. Um, if you're if you're listening in your Horland fan, do get in contact with us and and let us know what's going on in that championship. Brady's Arva Limited. Main dealers for Volkswagen cars and commercial vehicles have been serving the needs of the motoring community in Cavan Longford Leitrim, Monaghan Mead and the surrounding counties for over 50 years. A family-owned and family-run business, Brady's are famous for their long association with the GAA. If you're looking for a new or used car or commercial vehicle, check out Brady's Arva Limited. They provide an unrivaled sales and after-sales service and are open six days a week. Brady's Arva Limited. Get on the winning team today. See www.bradysarva.ie for more details. To the main part of the show... Where we look back over last weekend's Hotel Kilmore Intermediate Football Championship results. We had a little bit of a, <laughs> uh, a discussion on Monday morning on the Diehards podcast. And anybody who wants to uh, get on to Diehards podcast, you head on over to patreon.com forward slash wearecaven. And for $5 a month, you get all the additional content, which is at minimum a podcast a week. But try the club championship. I'm going to be dragging Paul in here and others to go maybe two, three times a week on podcast. So um, head on over there to Patreon.com/slash-we-are-Cavan. Um we will we'll start with the with the Friday night result, which was possibly the shock it around drumgoon against Lara, one sixteen to two twelve. Kieran O'Malley pulling off a uh, a big upset. Yeah. In
1: fairness, I don't know if you call it the last day, but you did you did predict last week that was a chance to, with the confidence that, that Goon had from within Division 3 mm. that they might catch Lara I didn't see it coming because okay, next time they kick a ball in league football they're both Division 2 teams but one's coming from Division 1 the other's coming from Division 3 um, fantastic result for Goon, you have to say absolutely amazing I was in Lavia on Friday evening at North Brighton then and the scoreline started started to trickle through and I think at one stage it was 15 points to 6 Yeah, looking at the match report here like um, Lara obviously Made a massive burst Near the end I think the legs Went on Drungoon I don't think To take take offence At that It was a Drungoon man Said to me That they ran out of gas They put in such an effort In the first half And at the end They were sort of run, Running on fumes And trying to hold Lara off But uh, Big Mick McDonald In the middle of the field By all accounts Rolled back the year Scored 1-2 He gave them a real Foothold there Around the middle Colin Farrell With three frees Keith Fanning With five points Four frees um, Park McGarry, Paddy Smith Adrian Crossan's back there they've had enough of experience yeah. in that Trumgoon side as well um, you've Conor Mina uh, uh, at centre back and Killian Mina at full back so up the middle Trumgoon are probably as good as most teams in the intermediate um, I suppose the, to- the standard man for Lara was Paul Smith he scored 11 points six from play um, and by all accounts gave Con- even though Mina played well I've been told by all accounts he, he really had his hands full with Smith mm. so that, like, that's, a- that's a real breakout performance by him that's yeah. probably his best his best game of adult football he's turned in,
0: and it's been coming because in Division One football in the league, I've I've watched him, and he's been holding his own. He's been kind of fluctuating between midfield and and, and centre forward, or even sometimes wing half forward. But strong, able-bodied young fella, and lots of pace and very accurate. You know, he's he's something that you could work with, definitely could work with, and, and to score six points off Connor minor now. One man was saying to me, Look, a Connor mine's best asset isn't his man Marking, it's what he does in the other end, and he'd done a lot going forward for Drumgoon as well. But maybe the two of them concentrated on their own game and left each other play. But it's still eleven points in any game now is 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 no easy easy feat.
1: Yeah, look, it was it was fifteen points to seven um with with twenty minutes to play. Uh Sean Tierney got a goal. I think I think it was Paul Smith won the penalty. Sean Tierney got a goal from the penalty spot. That made it fifteen to one seven. Ninety seconds later, Mick McDonald went up, got a goal. That was one fifteen to one seven, and you'd say game over. And they the, the traded scores after that kept him kept uh, Dr. managed to keep the at arm's reach. It was one sixteen to one eight with maybe maybe nine minutes to go. And you'd say, right, that's that's definitely it. Yeah. Not, um you know, an eight point game with nine minutes to go. Lara came back, a free from Paul Smith, a goal from Paul Smith, again, what what a game um, uh, he had. And Sean Tierney set that up. That made it a four-point game, and coming right into injury time, Paddy Roden pops up with another goal. So you can just imagine what the nerves were like there for Dungoon. Um, especially when it's a first-round game. Now the question is, um, how do, they, do these teams react from this? Like, Are Lara going to come out now? Like, Did they find a form there in the last 15 minutes? Or... Are they going to be absolutely gutted to have lost a game that they'd be expected to win? Hmm. You know, it, it all depends on how they're going to react now. Like, are Jemgune going to kick on? There, like, they're they're going to be unbelievably high in confidence. now.
0: Yeah, and and later in the week we will preview the the intermediate championship. But you know, they, they, they both have vital. Well, have have big tests coming up. Jumgoon against Ballyhays, and then Lara against Butler's Bridge. That you know, no, there's no gimmies in that. There there are four teams that you're saying definitely are in the top six in the in the rankings or most people's rankings anyway your rankings although <laughs> my rankings
1: we'll yeah. get to that
0: <laughs> we'll, we will at some point but uh, it, it was it was a hell of a result a, a massive one and probably coming from Division 3 one very very few expected but uh, who'd, who'd back against Drumgoon not not going on and winning a, a couple of more games in this setting themselves up for a quarter final and, and taking a scalp or two I think for Drumgoon to win it though To win the intermediate They need Maybe a a kind Quarter final Semi final That their That their big scalp Is in the final You know
1: Yeah Oh yeah Like they're always going to be crucial to them Even in in the group stages Like being realistic Like um, I think Um Drumgoon would have been aiming for a quarter final, win the league and make a quarter final, and they'd have been absolutely delighted with that for this season. Oh, um, yeah, so, huge. look, they, they haven't had a week as good as that probably since the, since the one they won the intermediate a few years ago, 2011, I think it was. So, um, fair play to them. Big yeah. week. Definitely the big winners this week.
0: Definitely. The other upset of the weekend, or contender for upset, um, was on Saturday evening Biltorba beating Baden-Yah, um one thirteen, the 13. Um, anybody listening to the Diehards podcast will, will will hear that I did predict this one um, but uh, credit credit to Bill Torbett, Damien O'Reilly back from injury, uh, pretty much miraculous recovery from a cruciate that he had the operation done in January and was fit to start against Palenade at the weekend and, and that's the leadership he'd bring and the inspiration he'd bring is, is worth more than what he'll actually do
1: yeah, l- maybe. Uh, well, th- th- those fellas that have been on the go for a good few years with with Balthorbit are are really stepping up. Like like Bud Fitzpatrick is the captain of the team this year. Yeah. But all the currency was absolutely class. Like his ball willing um he was an unbelievable outlet for Rory. Said full forward, he scored a couple of points from play, um, was involved in in all their good moves, and then the Henry um scored five points two from play and was just in, was popping up everywhere by all accounts. Uh,
0: covers I've, ground. like have like been totally the fantastic
1: ground. game. Colin McGinley as well, lining out in a forward role now. So they're looking good. They're looking they're looking very good, the Rorries. And like they are a championship team, we know that. Their league form was patchy. But in championship in the last few years, only once the failed to get out of the group since they went back to intermediate. Um it's been close. We we went through that last week. They've been very close. That's, that's a hell of a result. The only thing I will say is, and you pointed it out, there is a history of teams losing the first round of a championship and going on to win it.
0: Now, I will clarify it. Last year, Mullerhorn didn't lose the first round. I thought they did. I thought the Bailiaburra one in my head was the first round, but it was actually second. Um, we played Kyliss Chandra in the first round and, and didn't lose. So, But there's, there's definitely a history of the winners. It, it's going back a good few years. In fact, since this new system, there's been no winners that have come through the entire intermediate championship without losing a the game.
1: There you go. So there you go. You know That's, that that says a lot. Like um, so, I'd say there's definitely a lot of hope there for Balignac. Um It could be the making of them. Like mm-hmm. I always think back to Kingscourt in 2010, losing the fourth round to Cullins. They were in a three-team group that year with, with Blackwater Gales and Cullins, and they lost the fourth game. And against Blackwater I think it might have been a draw at half time in the second day But anyway they won it And they went on Of course they won the championship I remember Arva losing the first round um, When Kieran Brady was over them And going on to the, to win the championship mm. um, It happens It's happened a lot um, Arva again lost the first round to Killing Care When you were over Killing Care yeah. And came back and won the championship So it's it's common But a uh, brilliant, brilliant start for the Rorys
0: Yeah um, on to Sunday, then the first game was Rammer United against Butler's Bridge, and, and Butler's Bridge ran out fifth, sorry, five eleven to nine points victors. It was a 16, 17 point win. Was seventeen point a fair reflection?
1: Well, it was a seventeen point win. Yeah, Jesus, yeah. When you look at it like that, no, it wasn't. No, it wasn't a fair reflection. It was at the game? Now, the Bridge were a better team, w- without a doubt. But it was just the way the game. The game got away from, from Rammer. Um, Rammer kicked an awful lot of wides. I didn't count them, but well into double figures. Could have been 14, 15 wides, close enough to it. Um, the way the game started, the bridge started like a house on fire and went, went 3-0 up in the first two minutes. Rammer settled, got back to 3-all. The bridge went 5-3, Rammer went 5-all. And then uh, the bridge got two goals before half time. And that left a 2-6 six to 6 at time, So suddenly, there hadn't been much in it, but suddenly it was a six-point game. Started the second half, um, again, not much in it. Wasn't much scoring in the third quarter. And next thing, the bridge got another goal. I think it was Fergal Flanagan got that one. And basically, that was the game over as a contest. And again, Rammer matched them pretty well in the, in the final quarter. But uh, the last two scores of the game were two goals for the bridge. I suppose special mention goes to Kevin and Riley. He scored 1-7, 1-3 and was involved in at least two, if not three, of the other goals. Um, uh, Paddy Phillips, who you picked out last week, very good in the corner. Shane O'Rourke was very good, dropped back, covered a lot of ground, mm. was involved in a lot. Um, Paddy Flynn, a full-back, was, was very solid. Uh, so the bridge the bridge looked good. Now, I, I didn't think it was the highest standard of a match I ever saw. I'm disappointed with Rammer, to be honest. Um,
0: on Rammer, I, I, just because I, I got you to send me on the the Rammer team from the the Butler's Bridge game and I had the Rammer team from Muller Horn game on Friday night so did Stephen Connolly play?
1: Stephen Connolly didn't play didn't he did he did. He played full back
0: he played full back Porrick O'Connell yeah played and Gard Mannion played they were all down the start for the senior team and then went back to intermediate um, and then yeah, but they, all,
1: they all played the league final I think
0: yeah Every one of them The three of them And then even Off the bench Obviously the, the sub-goalkeeper Keanu Kelly Was going to be Your, your number one uh, For the intermediate team But Mossy Farley, Connor Farley, They both Sh- played Shane Gaffney Jack Doyle Brian Quilty And Liam Maguire All played yeah. All played So off the, off the 28 That Ramy United Had togged out On Friday night Against Mullerhorn Did Damian Barkey play? No
1: No Michael so, Smart came on The last couple of minutes
0: Well he wasn't togged out On Friday um, okay, he's coming back from injury. You had you had nine of the twenty-eight tugged out on Friday night, played on Sunday.
1: Yeah, um, so someone know. someone said to me that Ramar keep a limit on the number of players that train. Um, I don't know if that's right or not. Um, it's something to do with their whatever way they operate in training that they they cap the number of fellas that are training on the squad or something like that. And I, someone can contact us if I'm wrong there, um, right. which is which is interesting, but. Uh, you know, it's it's a big ask to go for your second team to go into intermediate football. I thought they were, I just thought they were a bit overmatched on the day. Even though, as I said, the, if they were to play the bridge again, maybe maybe they'd be closer. But you know, you, your county standard players were the standards. Like they couldn't handle Keevan Riley, they couldn't really handle Fergal Flanagan either, and that kind of made the difference. Like if you we were to put them into against the bridge without those two players, it would be a bit more interesting game. But that said, like um, the bridge were really up for it and yeah. they, they worked very hard like they didn't want to lose it would have been an embarrassment probably for them to lose to a second team because we don't have a tradition really of second teams playing very much football in, in against first teams in Cav and in other countries you, 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 there are, it has happened mm. or, but in other countries that's very common but not here um, so pr- probably there'd be it'd be a, a tough one to take if you were to lose like if you're a team like the Bridge and you're um, working hard and you'd see yourself as a, as a good up and coming team if you were to lose to a second team uh it would probably be a sickness. so I'd say motivation was high there.
0: Yeah, but but having said that, <coughs> if you're not able to beat a club who have used fifteen and 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 three eighteen players on the Friday night, so take the eighteen best footballers out of any club, and your first team isn't fit to beat them, mm. don't belong. Mm. Mm, true, true, don't but don't belong. Like and, and
1: there was never really, a f- there was never a sense that 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 the bridge weren't going to win it. Yeah. Yeah. To be fair like, I think, I there, was think a f- there was a couple of good performances On the Rammer team Like Liam Maguire got a couple of nice points In the second half Brian Quilty got two points I think in the first half From wing back um, Mannion was very prominent uh, Conor Farley did well um, Jack Doyle didn't really get into it He kicked one good point in the second half But didn't really get into the game Mossy Farley Delivered a couple of great passes But didn't really get into the game As he can So like mm. There would be a huge amount of them That you would pick out That's going to go into the seniors Um but you never know.
0: You just never know. Yeah, it's something, it's something I, I do remember the end of that intermediate we, we, we might debate because for me, I, I don't think that Rammer should have been forced to go into intermediate. I think they should have been let play junior. I, I completely agree. I completely no, no, agree. We're not going to debate it, we're just going gr- to agree with <laughs> it. <laughs> <laughs> We've got units there, but if you
1: think back to 98, Mullerhorn won the senior championship and got to the junior final, That's right, uh, yes. lost to Swanland Bar. But, I know I remember they were holding players on the juniors who are, who probably could have could, would have made the senior team because Paul Verdi was one he didn't he didn't get a, actually get a senior medal because he, he didn't play in the senior championship but he started the first round of the Ulster Club against Crossman yeah. so they were clearly holding him for the junior team
0: Well do you know what I actually um, I remember having this con- we spoke about this in the past and on the on the podcast and, and somebody from Mullerhorn said to me they weren't they weren't holding him that at that stage he, he wasn't going to make the senior team now he was coming like a train towards the end of the championship but when they had started that and, and, and divided up who was junior and who was senior I think there was handball commitments at the start that meant he wasn't able to train the whole time and then as the championship wore on to make sure he was getting game time he was playing junior you know but that it wasn't necessarily he'd have made it on if he had have, he gave me an example and I can't think who it was of a player that played in the semi-final for the junior But didn't play in the final because he was he was ready for the senior. Ah, okay, right. So okay, well, that's a
1: Paul's version of this. Different, but right, right.
0: Yeah, Uh, well, well, maybe maybe I know. I know he he
1: started in the Ulster club against then, But anyway, look, my point is, I can't see too many of those lads uh, breaking onto the senior team. To be honest, based on what I saw on the the weekend.
0: Yeah, yeah, and and I can't imagine Ray Cole holding lads. off the senior team to benefit the second team you know no, well,
1: I, I think with respect I think Rammer need everyone at the minute because mm. they're not exactly flying there um, the last just lost the form the last couple of weeks
0: yeah well, still, they've got back to winning ways and that's all that'll really matter mm. to them because you can't hold you can't hold a, a consistent top of your game there has to be dips in, in a season and maybe they've just hit a little bit of a dip in the level of performance but once they got back to winning ways it'll mean a lot to them um, at senior level anyway moving on to uh, Drumlane against Swanland Bar this was in a, a whitewash to be honest I was over at this one in Bombay um, drumlin 319 and Swanland Bar 12 points Paul you've got a you've got a, a love affair with Drumlane conceding or sorry Swanland Bar conceding goals and they, they, they continue to let it in let in again three goals and it possibly could have been more in fairness they were um they were opened up, and and you know what? It's it it's just that it's not that you look at it and go, okay, well, Jesus, they're all bombing forward, or they're all they're not playing with a sweeper or they're they're very wide or very exposed. The goals aren't coming from a particular pattern, you know. Yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't, it's not extremely obvious. It's just, it's just
1: a, an extraordinary stat that they've conceded seventy five goals in thirty games. Mm. It's just, it's just, it's just mad. I I haven't heard of it. Do you know, I'd love to compare it. We'll say Maha and Corner at the bottom of Division 3 at the minute. I'd like to compare it to, to that. And I wouldn't say it's that far off. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Well, put it like this, I know for a fact that Maha kept a, cu- a couple of clean sheets in the league and they kept one in the weekend of the Championship. Swan LeBard only kept one in the last 30 games. Yeah. So like, yeah. you know, you have a team there with the likes of Grove McKernan on it that has possibly the worst defensive record in the in the county in terms of conceding goals i just think it's i just think it's strange because there's lots of talent in that team mm. and they're, and they really it's just hindering them
0: mm, it definitely is it definitely is they, there was a few interesting um things coming out from the game Dara dolan finishing with three goals and five points all from open play that that's the highest score of the weekend 14 points you can't really top that
1: no, no, that's he said. We will tot up the, the top scores. We have all the reports in there, so we'll th- we'll tot up the top scores for the next day on the podcast. But I think Dara is going to be leading.
0: Not too far behind him was Ryan Connolly. He hit um what did he hit? Nine, nine, six from six from frees and three from open play. Another great display, and and he kind of came to it more in the end. You know, he started to influenced the game the last twenty minutes when, when Swan and Bar were getting really tired, he started to to show now, in fairness to him, he set up an awful lot on top of what he scored. It was a you know, quite an influential display by him. But the interesting thing for me was for Drum Lane. They started with Gary Tubman, Darry Dolan, Ryan Connolly, Jordan Galligan, Kieran Crow and Michael Owens was the forward line. All six of the <coughs> forwards scored from open play I haven't seen that in a long time Six six starting forwards all scoring from open play
1: Yeah, that is good going That, that is good going Look, Jermaine needed that win probably To to uh, bolster the confidence again Because they disappointed the league like, And have, having beaten Killing Care in the, in the Championship final last year For them to go down and Killing Care to go up Didn't seem right Because like, there's mm. not that much between them So you know, they definitely underperformed based on that in the league, but great start for them.
0: And in previous years, you had heard or, or you know noticed that, well, they were missing Donald Monaghan or they were missing Ryan Conley with county commitments or whatever, and, and they had no county commitments this year, and it didn't seem to benefit them in any way throughout the league, but they definitely got their act together. Mentioning Donald Monaghan, there was two key battles in the game, and anytime you play a Swan and Bar. If you can curtail Garode McKiernan's influence and curtail Chris Corran's influence, you'll go a long way to to stopping them. Dan O'Dowd on Garode McKiernan was a brilliant battle. You know, Geroad still managed to get four points or maybe five, one free and and three or four from open play. Um, But Dan done probably as good a job as you can do on Garode bar you sit on and he back. got a point himself I think and he got a point yeah he, he actually got the first strike off he, he got a point before Garrod got one on the board at all and then Donald Monaghan on Chris Corn Donald was, was excellent now where we've seen last year with Donald Monaghan he did, he had the better of Peter McCabe in the junior final and still contributed going forward the other end he didn't get on the ball going at the other end because his hands were full constantly with Chris Corn who, who battled tried to get into the game but you know his, his level of influence was curtailed. He's still done some magnificent things where, you know, he can pick out a pass. He has such vision. You can tell the soccer influence on him that as soon as he gets the ball in hand, his head's up, he's scanning the area to see what's on. And he picked out a couple of scoring passes. But overall, him and and, and Donald Monaghan, Donal Monaghan probably edged the battle.
1: And was Keane Monaghan playing?
0: No, Keane Monaghan had yeah, injury. I think
1: Keane yeah, got an injury in that playoff against Arva. That's right. So th- they're going to need him if they're going to Kick on and make the quarters. I'd imagine.
0: Yeah, yeah, I'd say so. Another
1: lad who, who deserves a mention is the goalkeeper Harry Clark. Oh,
0: brilliant display. Was it brilliant? Because I didn't hear that,
1: but all I heard was that. And I think they look into this now, but um, he's moved down to the area from Dublin, as far as I know, and he's been capped by the Republic of Ireland at underage in goals oh. in, in soccer. Yeah. So I only heard that a couple of days ago.
0: I didn't recognize the name. though, I know that he he's, he's taken very over young. from taken over from Patch Carrigan and goals. Yeah, Patch was in in the stand actually, and apparently. Just look at he he's a, a great club man and he's been he's been filling in the void there for a few years, but was delighted when, when young Harry Clark now but I think this is his first year out of minor. Yeah, there, um, there you go. There's, there's there's potential there now. I, I was very impressed with him and goals.
1: Well there you go. Um like if you can see what Donegal did with Patton, um mm. former former soccer player. There could be a Harry Clark needs to be looked at there now.
0: Definitely could be, definitely could be. Great, great result there for Drumlane Swan and Bar with a bit of work to do. Bailey Burrow taking on Bally Hayes, it finished 2 7 to 2 12. But the victory had a cost on Bally Hayes with injuries Gary O'Rourke going off injured, uh, Michael, Michael Brady. Brady going off injured, and one more. I think can't think who the third one was, but they lost three players through injury. They had did a couple of players sent off as well But I think there were two yellows Yeah it was
1: a very It was a very Fractious match That's mm. the headline we used To describe it in the Celtic And that can happen Because that's the third time Those teams have played In, in about a month yes. Yeah And I think I think Maggie Farley refereed it I think in the first 15 minutes Now she was and out <coughs> cards like confetti Excuse me But I think I think it warranted it I know Brendan Argy Got a straight red For an off the ball incident In the second half For Bailibert as well like, it was 2-4-2 points after 27 minutes, and I suppose at that stage it was game over. Martin Connolly got a goal, um, th- the second goal, I'm not sure who got the first goal, I think it might have been, my um, uh, mind has gone blank on that, oh, it was Michael Brady I think actually got it, right. so that made a 2-4-2, and you, you'd wonder, like, uh, uh, by all accounts, Baylor played well in the second half, made a real game of it, because I was saying to a Barry man, you know, Believer's collapse in form is a bit a bit strange But he was saying no, He wouldn't say they collapsed in form But he has kind of caught them at the start Got the two goals A very hot tempered game um, Like Michael Argy was playing Reese Clark was playing Rory Farrell uh, Gary Daly came on Got two goals They, they had a lot of their main men Were right on the field Like, mm. So I suppose it was a tough draw for them
0: Interesting one And, and we've m- much plotted um, His free taking ability But Rory Farrell had an off day I didn't
1: hear that now, I didn't hear that.
0: Yeah, missed a few, missed quite a few apparently now, so very, very strange, you don't see that too often from him, but um, now he had that shoulder injury earlier on, I just wonder has that affected maybe his practice time or something, but it, it was very strange, it, it was it was noted to me by, by somebody, a listener to the podcast, that that Rory had an off day, you know, you, yous are always talking about how good he is, well there was his off day, I'm sure he'd bounce back, a young fella like him.
1: I'd say he will, yeah. At the other end, Stephen Smith got three frees. Like, there's an awful lot of scores in that forward line, um, that Ballyhaze forward line. Like, Kevin Tierney as well seemingly play, played well again, although he didn't put up a big score like he can, but he got a couple of frees. Um, David Brady still has to come back. Pork Moore still not 100% came on and went off. That's right. But I think it was a dead leg he went off with. I don't yeah. think it was a recurrence of the other injury. Um, Owen Clark as well, he's continued his, his progress. He's doing very well straight yeah. out of minor football. Star-
0: started at midfield and then swapped to go back in towards the full back line I think and Sean McCormick came out on midfield. Owen Clark is a huge addition to that team because he's given them versatility. You know, where you have your Connor Lyons is your, your your midfielder and you know difficult to move him into a different position and Kevin Tierney in the forward line and Stephen Smith has to be on the inside line. Park more probably on the inside line as well. They're lacking players that can play two or three different positions. But Owen Clark has shown in the last year and a half, two years from full forward to full back, anywhere up the middle you can put him.
1: I saw him playing full forward for Cab Miners in the Ulster Minor League, and he yeah. was the best player they had that day yeah. against Armagh. So he's yeah, he's he's an awful lot going for him. Looking forward to seeing him playing again there. Yeah,
0: should be good. Um second last game of the weekend was another fractious affair. Kou Hulens against Cornafane, and Cornafane won it by five points, one thirteen to eleven points. Um <sighs> probably Probably was what was predicted, as in that, not necessarily the result, but Fan were going to bring the, the the thunder, and the referee was going to suit them.
1: Yeah, well, that's probably a simplistic view of it. To be honest, like, okay. I wouldn't. F- I think that might be a little bit hard on Cornafan. Like I thought they played good football at times. Like and the put up was at one thirteen. Yeah, 113. yeah, one thirteen. Like it wasn't bad score. Um,
0: yeah, not, not, not. I don't mean that in a in a in a negative way on them but yeah, they, yeah they they will play to find the line you know're yeah, yeah, they what, aggressive what's the, referee's, team. what's the referee's definition of what's he going to let us away with here and then once they find that they'll play their you know yeah yeah no yeah I, I
1: accept definitely would agree with that like they were they're an aggressive team physical physical side mm. like they're not the biggest team I've ever seen but they're very physical yeah um I thought the referee was poor um and I uh, as I said on the other podcast, there was good refereeing. We're not just going to bash referees. There was good, very good refereeing at various games over the weekend. For example, Olly ref to the game in cross-keys and did a very good job out of, of it on Sunday. But I, I thought Park Shorten let too much go, personally. There's a fine line there. There is a fine line. we
0: like to see the game let go. You don't want it blown every two minutes. No, but, that you, you definitely don't. Put, put but you don't it. want to see it getting over that line you don't want to see it to the point where you're going oh gosh now this is going to blow out of proportion yeah
1: freeze were very hard to come by and um, like again I mentioned the incident with Doneca done near the end where I thought he got tackled high and that was a bit of a turning point but look the game the the, the game was in the melting pot with 10 minutes to go it was a draw game um, cornerfin got off to a great start a 1-2 to no score up and after that, at half-time I felt that that Kukulans might go on and win it because they were one five to five down and really had played very little and had nine wides, um, and hit the woodwork. I think so. Like you would, I would have felt that like were right in the game. They came out to start of the second half, scored three points, got it back level. At that stage, I probably I would have if I was putting money on anyone. It would have been Collins. But when the game was there to be won, you have to hand it to Paul Lynch's lads. Um, they went and they won it, and they won the, the closing stages by six points to one. So it was impressive. Barry Doyle and Jack Trainer gave them a good scoring threat there. And another another player, looking back to my notes, who I forgot to mention the last time, was was Cullen McShane, young fellow who came on. He made a brilliant block. He scored a brilliant point, and I missed it. I had to check with someone from Corner fin to see who got the point, because uh, I, I couldn't see through the crowd of bodies who, who got it. But he kicked a brilliant point. And then he came up and fisted another point. So like that was brilliant to come on he's and a take him. He's of Art
0: McShane's, isn't he?
1: Presume, I presume he's a he's something to him anyhow, but mm. he was he was very impressive.
0: Very good. The um
1: and also we should mention Jason Miney as well, centre back was was very good for the Reds.
0: Yeah. Like the 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 the, re- the real interesting thing now is um Holland's having reached the intermediate final last year, they've got to bounce back. But there they still seem to be Evan do he was back. He missed I think the last league game was it? Um Running in, and, and but they still have no Eugene Keaton or Adam Riley um, in the forward line. And the forward line was their big, big asset that drove them through the championship last year. And it's been weakened a bit.
1: Yeah, you'd have to say it has been weakened a bit. Um, Seamus Clark was back in the team and he scored two or three points. He was a good target man. Right. Um, Connor Smith scored one brilliant point. Uh, Class footballer ah, Brilliant up. But he, he only played in, in fits and starts The last day now But he scored a like He scored probably Along with that one That, that young McShane got Who was the best scorer of the game okay. From a very tight angle Brian McGee Deserves a mention He worked his socks off Like He missed a few frees He scored a few But he never stopped trying In the middle of the field I was impressed with him And the two young Kenny twins But the corner of the suppose Were the better balanced team Overall Like um, right Up the middle You've got the three Whartons Who are very solid um,
0: what position do you play? Full,
1: full back, full midfield, back. and full forward. So right. I think it's Dan is at midfield, and uh, Jack's a full forward, and Andrew's full back. You right. know, I, I could be wrong there, but I think that I think that's the triplets. You um, can tell. <laughs> I'm not sure. You have to see the number. <laughs> but uh, Cormac Cullen, I think it's Cormac Cullen. Don't have the program in front of me. In the middle of the field, he scored a couple of nice points at the left foot as well. Um, so they were really up for it.
0: Right.
1: They were really up for it. Really motivated. Looked fit. Uh, Barry Doyle conjured a couple of good points, like under pressure, and he just weaved into a few bodies. fisted one over, you know. He, he he's he's got a good brain on him. Knows how to how to engineer score as well when, when it's needed. So hands up, a couple of corner fans were were, were throwing, throwing shade at me. Hands up. I was just
0: I was just about to go. Well, look at you. You've, you've spent the last five minutes now talking about how good corner fan is. You've you've mended the bridges because they were annoyed at your prediction last week. Oh, I think the bridges were
1: burned. Um, <laughs> Yeah, look at as I said at the start last week, do not take offence. But anyway, they took offence some of them. But anyway, that's all part of the crack. have having seen them there, I think they're they're definitely better than I ranked them, which was thirteenth in the division. I think I think they're definitely better than that. And the Cook-Hollands are not as good as I thought. And I actually think Cook-Hollands, the varvit next day, the Killian Inch got sent off at the end. Um Chris Tully went off into David
0: Carlin back yet? Did he play it the weekend? Well he
1: has played in the league, but he didn't play at the weekend. I think they have a mini injury crisis there as well. Okay, the are, are struggling a bit, and um, they showed in the league where, where they picked up points against the top teams. That on their day they're as good as anyone. Yeah, but they're going to need a big performance now against Arva because if they don't get a good result against Arva, the could find themselves in trouble.
0: Well, there's pressure on them. Yeah, yeah, but then the, the loser of that game either way, there's pressure on. But we will do the the preview. Like I, on ranked, of the week. I think I had them ranked fifth. Um, but yeah, we'll have to pull up. Pull that out towards nah, the end bother, of the league, just to, to remind the Cornafain self of your of your prediction. But um, yeah, it's it's going to be it's going to be close. That that game between Arva and Corner or and Kuholens this weekend is, is going to be an absolute ding dong battle. And funnily enough, Cornafain and Kila But we'll preview them later on in the week because the final game that we're looking back over is Arva against Kila Um Do you know what? I I, I was walking into Balenyar on Sunday evening seven o'clock. I was Barney Max or no? Actually, didn't even get time to stop at Barney <laughs> Max because I couldn't get parked. There was there was a great crowd, and and it just reiterated for me why this is so much better bringing it to club venues,
1: you know. But but is there a couple of games Into the Brefney this weekend?
0: I've seen one anyway. Definitely yeah. seen one on.
1: I think there's a double header in Breffni. I don't know why that is.
0: Yeah, I now now maybe availability of venues, you yeah. know, that you can fall back into Breffney and and so be it. But the the important thing was that. Balignac have added space to the sideline, so you know where the Astroturf pitch is. They've they've kind of gone into the pitch a little bit and a bit of a walkway that goes all the way down. So three quarters of the pitch on the dressing room side there's people standing either at the wall or a fence right in on top of the game and then the other side obviously you have to stand and people sitting on the wall the whole way between the dugouts and, and just made a great atmosphere and you know what local derby there the, the St. Joe's derby as, as I was calling it in the paper they were they, they were just so up for it you could hear the, the supporters so vocal and because it was in that club venue because it was in Ballinagh the players could hear it and they were feeding off it it mm. made for a, a really entertaining game now quality maybe wasn't as good as expected um but effort you couldn't fault it it was it was all blood sweat and tears the quality the
1: quality hasn't been great across the board in the opening weekend mm. the excitement great great um the buzz Absolutely, but uh, the quality hasn't been great. I'm hoping the senior now will kick in, kick the whole thing into life.
0: Yeah, maybe so. The, the funny thing for me on the quality, without, without you know, knocking anybody really, but the, the county players haven't stood out the way you'd expect them to do, and the way they have been in the previous years for I'm me. Thinking
1: about the games I saw, well, Keevan already did. Okay. Of uh, um, the games I saw, then and Knockbride, there was no county men on show apart from Philip Rogers, I suppose, uh was the best known and he, he did play very well. He was okay. close to the man in the match. Bridge and, Bridge and Rammer Key Riley definitely stood out. Um Kukulan's a corner fan, no county men. So I d I couldn't really I haven't seen too many of
0: them. Right, right. Well I, I on, on the games that I was at, um there was there was a few county men and, and while there were still moments of them playing well and, and, and showing that they were county, they didn't dominate a game, especially I don't know. Maybe maybe I'm a bit harsh on it, but at intermediate and junior level, a, a county senior for me should be definitely standing out, and and, and by a country mile be the best player on the yeah, field. But yeah. in the games that I've seen, the county men weren't the best players on the field. Now, it could be they're tired after a long season. There, there could be all sorts of excuses, all sorts of reasons, and and, and we'll we'll keep watching it as it go. But the uh, like the, the the player that stood out for me, I have to say, and it was more out of a couple of spectacular things was Aaron Brady. He scored the point of the weekend for me. Um, now, Cahill, um, Cahill Maguire, probably when I look back on the video of the Mullerhorn-Rammer game, as a contender, he hit a sideline outside of the right boot. Um, but this one was outside of the left boot. Sideline almost, but inside the 13 meter line, a real tight angle, and then a wonderful celebration as we we discussed on the <laughs> Die Hards podcast. I do love a good celebration. It can't be the I good one. fist pump. I'm telling you, especially when the crowd are so close to you and everybody's just getting excited by it. Like they were excited enough by the wonderful strike, but the fist pump just got everybody going and it really sickened the Arva ones and and lifted up the the ones. I thought it was a brilliant. brilliant well, if, I, if
1: I was him and I scored a point like that, I'd be I'd be fist pumping to beat the band here.
0: I'd imagine. Imagine if you scored a point like that You wouldn't be fist pumping You'd be running along the wall High fiving <laughs> You know It literally would be Just take take a, a lap of honour The game's still going on Paul But take a lap of honour <laughs> anyway um, But really really good Another really uh, Brilliant moment in the game Because as I said I was a couple of minutes late Coming in Because I couldn't get parked And by the time I came in I uh, Kill a Chandra Three points up And then Jeez, it's not
1: like you'd be late I know <laughs> What happened there Listen,
0: listen. It's 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 a one of those you know full moon moments. It doesn't happen too often. But uh,
1: someone asked me one time what what's what's my job like? What does it entail? And I said,
0: I you know I, I I do a bit of writing, and I
1: spend I spend most of my time waiting for
0: Damien. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you see what's what's wrong with that though is that it's actually rubbing off on you. <laughs> uh, what are you <laughs> on about? It, it's affecting your timekeeping. <laughs> Um, no, no, we're not moving on. Let's, let's, ha- let's hammer this out right now. No, no, no. We, we, <laughs> we, we, we'll batter her back. The, um, the, the, the goal, well, sorry, what turned out to be the goal, the penalty for um was a long ball being sent in towards the full forward line and the corner forward, um, Shane Murphy, was coming out to meet it. And it was one of those bounces that he could have just caught, it, but he'd been at the peak of his jump. And had he caught it, he was running away from goal. And Shane Riley was coming from the centre half-forward position, running by him. And by the time the ball was getting to Morphy's hands, Riley was gone by him. But Morphy had the presence of mind to realise, well, he's ahead of his man here. If I get the right flick on this, this is a gold chance. And I haven't seen as deaf a touch in Gaelic football in a long time. It was Perfect. He didn't have to put a huge amount of contact on it, but just move it a little bit faster and in the perfect direction. It, it didn't bounce in front of Shane Riley. He caught it over his shoulder, straight into his hands. James Morris came across, just cleaned him out, you know, with with the legs, as what probably you, what you'd expect what you to what you do Watch your
1: full back to do in that yeah, situation.
0: Yeah, possibly the only thing that it did was he it left him without the full back for 45 minutes of a game you know so was it was
1: it, it was a black or red
0: oh it was a black. black it was a black card yeah and the right call by the referee and, and we talk about you know good referee and uh, Kieran McCarville had had a very good game overall as i said it possibly could have given another couple of yellow cards but nothing that anybody was going to fall out over he had his hands full Dealing with the with the management now, there. there was one particular member of the management that, that covered more ground than most of the players. He was on the field quite often. Um, but I'll tell you what, I, I'd be looking forward to seeing them and 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 Corrane because Killishandra bully. They they use their physical presence. They're very strong, you know, good footballers as well. But they they won't be picked on easy you know and Corner Fane like to go and find that that point that line in the game as well so that's going to be one that a referee's going to have to be very strong in to not let it go over the line because that's a that's a vicious enough local derby too
1: Oh it is yeah that's one of the biggest derbies you know if we were sometime actually there's a podcast we, we'll do a podcast sometime with the top 10 derbies in Cavan um, mm. because there's some great ones out there but that's a big one yeah because even the Kilishandra Arba it's, it's, they're kind of it's a friendly rivalry there Mm. No, you I, I, even
0: though it it got those points in the game now that that it got just almost a boiling point. Right. It, was, it was well dealt with by Kieran McCarver well, I,
1: I, from I think from talking to them before, like it's of fame that they really want to beat more so than beating each other. Yeah, yeah. the other team. I think the three of them are in the same parish. So,
0: yeah, I yeah. think you're right. I think you're yeah, right. That's gonna be a gra- that's gonna be a great one. Great to see Paddy King back and back doing what what he. What I remember him at under-20s, or sorry, under-21s, he caught at least three clean marks in the middle of the field. Joe Masterson and goals, actually, another mention there. His kickouts were flawless, you know. Very good, comfortable under a couple of high balls that went in. Um, And Dara Tai had a battle with Kevin Boucher. That was worth watching. That was worth the entrance fee alone. Yeah, that's two quality players there. You look through that look through both teams, and there's an awful lot of quality on it. Where Arva are going to be really disappointed, I'd imagine, when they look back on the tape, is the missed chances. You know, players that you'd expect to be scoring were missing chances in, in the game. Um, that, you know, even freeze they were missing. So Arva probably had the chances to be definitely closer than five points and had enough possession to be closer than five points and maybe even win it, but they didn't take them. Um, and another key battle actually was Conor O'Reilly and Kieran Brady um, and Conor O'Reilly didn't back down from it not not one step off now and Kieran, as we know is a warrior you know he won't he won't come away from any battle at all but it was a a thoroughly entertaining end to the weekend I have to say Brilliant So folks that brings us to the end of uh, the McAvoy Super Value GA podcast thanks a million for listening in don't forget, later on in the week, we're going to be bringing you uh, quite a number of podcasts on the Die Hard service over on patreon.com forward slash Are And we're going to be giving our predictions for all three championship um, championships at the weekend. So our predictions in the games from the Cully's Craft Bakery Junior Football Championship and the Hotel Kilmore Intermediate and Senior Football Championships. And we'll also be giving you our Senior Championship rankings um, for for this year as we head into the first round of the senior championship Kieran Callahan Electrical Shine a light on your future check out ie or phone 049